0: Oh, my friends, have I got a practical episode for you. And not only that, it's going to change your mind and your outlook on how you plan, prioritize, and schedule time management into your weekly routine. Today, my guest Becca and I chat all about our favorite topic, holistic time management. That's right, we're taking the old school rules of having to do more and push harder and schedule all those things and use prioritization methods just to get more done. We're throwing that all out the window. Becca is teaching us all about how you can put you into your planning so that you take better action and you're able to actually reflect and celebrate the effort that you're putting into building your business. I can't wait to jump into this episode with you. You guys know how much I love talking about productivity, but with the caveat that we really do need to put us at the center of it. And so I really think you're going to love this conversation with Becca. A little bit about Becca though, before we jump right into the episode, Becca Rich is the Holistic Time Management Coach at theholistictimecoach.com. She helps heart-centered women solopreneurs and small business owners leverage their time and energy to work less and live intentionally. I'm Lexi Sparrow, holistic nutritionist turned business strategist, who believes there's a much easier way to build your dream business online. It all starts by getting clear on the simple, straightforward strategies that support you. I created the Magnetic Business Podcast for coaches, consultants, and service-based entrepreneurs who are looking to start, launch, and grow their own successful online business in a way that feels aligned with how they wanna spend their time and share their genius with the world. Each episode brings you a blend of step-by-step strategies, mini trainings, and energetic topics like human design and manifestation, so you can start taking serious action in the way that you were designed to be most successful. If you're ready to build your own blueprint to your most rewarding and thriving online business, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's get started.
1: Hey, Becca. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Lexi. I'm so excited to chat
0: with you more about all things time. (laughs) Me too. A girl after my own heart. Holistic time (laughs) management coach. I love it. Can you tell us just a little bit about um, what got you into this? Like a little bit about your story. Yeah. Well, my story really goes back to
1: my childhood, to be honest with you. Like my whole why of of why I'm doing this, um, you know, growing up in a white middle-class family, you know, we're just accustomed to work, 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 work. And so I grew up with two parents who were workaholics. My dad owned his own business that he started when he was 15 years old. And so, you know, growing up, and my mom was in the medical field. So I think time has always been one of those things. I'm like, I need more time. Or, um, you know, just learning from my parents to never, never ever stop, never rest, always work. And so I grew up with that mentality. And I got, you know, I, I became an engineer <laughs> in uh in college. I burned out. It was literally like my first semester in college. I moved a thousand miles away from home and I went to the hospital with a pretty like intense intestine infection. It was it's like a kind of a big deal. Um and so through that, you know, I was in the hospital wondering if I could meet deadlines like bringing my laptop to work as I'm like super sick and that's kind of um started to wake me up and so that was eight years ago and over the last eight years I got into yoga into reiki into astrology now I'm starting to learn about human design which I'm excited to talk to you about um and really like dive into that intuitive like heal myself from the inside out type of of mentality I guess you would say and I just love all things like woo woo and healing and all all of that stuff it has helped me a lot in my life and so I became an engineer worked you know nine to five cubicle job for a couple of years and I was just like this is miserable and so literally like the first year in my nine to five I wanted to start my own business and all you know the qualifications that I had was like yoga teacher, reiki healer, but I didn't want to teach physical yoga. I really wanted to help people find time for their yoga practice or find time for themselves, and so it really just came about naturally. And and as I you know dive more and more, and I got certified as a time management coach, and I learned more and more and more, and more about holistic time management, and you know do all of these things for my business. Now it really just like looking back on all of it, really like the little pieces, you know, the crumbles have really like led me to where I'm at today. And um, it's, it's core. It's like a core deep thing that um, I think we as a collective society are experiencing, especially after this last year. But um, yeah, it's been something that I've been exploring pretty much for the last eight years. <laughs>
0: I love that. We're like soul sisters. We have very similar (laughs) backgrounds and journeys. And I love that you said it's kind of like you've been picking up all these little crumbs because I think in order for you to teach on such a holistic topic, like how can we get back more time? Something that's a non-renewable resource, really, you have to have kind of hit rock bottom, quote unquote, or kind of burnt out or realized, oh my gosh, these are all the wrong things to do in order for you to really teach on, okay, how could we do things differently?
1: Right. And something that I realized actually recently at recording another podcast with someone was that um, I'm very fortunate to have had that burnout moment before I started my business, before I even like started working as a, as an engineer because i could have gotten lost down an even deeper and deeper and deeper rabbit hole and and completely lost myself so i'm i'm fortunate now of course looking back eight years ago for that moment and for the healing modalities that i've explored with and and learned from and um yeah i think it's it's really important to be grateful sometimes. Obviously, you know, this is there's some caveats here, but be grateful for for some rock bottoms because they really
0: teach you. Yeah. And I think for anyone listening who, you know, maybe you are at a rock bottom in your in your time management or just in your energy in your business right now, or if you're starting to recognize those red flags of okay, this is not sustainable, I think this episode is gonna be really, really helpful to give you some tangible action steps as to how you can make things more holistic in your approach to being productive and time management.
1: Right. Yeah. And I'll just, of course, like share here, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times now that it was eight years, like from my huge burnout moment. And so, you know, it's not like anything just changes miraculously overnight. Um sometimes they do, but for the most of us it takes time to rewire our brains and make shifts and and heal and and grow and so I just want to say that you know wherever you are in your journey you're right you know you're right where you are and that like that is beautiful and hard and human. Yeah,
0: I love that. Can you speak to the definition of holistic time management? How would you define that for people?
1: Yeah. I love this question. So, I love. Excuse me. <laughs> so, I love uh, connecting what we we know holistic when it comes to food, right? Or uh, doctors, medicine. We know that um, our like our our nutrition type stuff. Like we can really grasp that when we talk about holistic stuff, when it comes to time, it's a little bit trickier for, our, for us because it's so ingrained to like, you know, think of time management hacks and and tricks and all of these things to like make you quote unquote more efficient or productive. Um, but holistic time management really like uses some of those techniques, but it, what's really more important is you and your uniqueness and, um, it's, it's more about like what works for you. And so a really good example of that is like energy, right? And I, of course, like a lot of people talk about time management is really energy management. And I, I think that there is truth to that, but there's also like time management for sure. And so like when you put your tasks during times that you're more energized, that's like super important to know when you're more energized and you get more done really quickly, and then you're able to take a break. I, you know, when I think of holistic time management, like the result, the goal, the transformation that you're actually looking for, like productivity, sure. But like, really, it's more about what you're going to do with your free time, and who you are when, when you're not attached to your productivity and your output and your successes, it's it's more about who you are, and at your core, your values. And so yeah, like, Holistic time management is really about putting you at the center of how you manage your time because that will change how you spend your time, which
0: is your life. Yeah. I feel like traditional time management is how can we do more faster? How can we like fit more things into a day and check things off that to do list and all of that, like very masculine energy versus. Holistic time management is more like you said about a bigger picture goal that, you know, doing things for your business, for your work, for your career, that's not like the end all to be all. The goal is actually, okay, how can I do those things and be productive and efficient and, you know, a great business owner or a great um, employee, how can I do all of that, but still have the energy and the desire and all the, the great things that go along with living your life? How can I have all of that for the parts of my life that I want to live? Does that make sense?
1: Right, exactly. And so, yeah, I just I have this diagram. That I'm just such a visual person. Um, so like when you put yourself at the center of you know your time management. It's your, like I said, your values, your goals, your dreams, um, your energy levels, like all of those things. Your stress, your personality, like how you learn, your human design, your astrology. If you're into using those tools, and then that all influences and dictates how you plan, how you take action, which, like you said, just leads you into to being able to to live your life. So. Yeah, Yeah, it's really, it's really important.
0: (laughs) So where do people start? I mean, if they're listening to this podcast, chances are they're already on the little woo-woo train with us. They're like in the human design or the astrology, or they're a nutritionist or a health coach or, you know, like you said, a yoga practitioner, someone who, um, understands the importance of a holistic view for your mind, your soul, for your, your movement, for your nutrition, but how can you start applying that to your business?
1: Right. Yeah. So one of my very like favorite exercises that I start with, with my clients, with anyone, um, is, getting clear on your values, because that will dictate pretty much everything. And so a really great example, right, is when people start their businesses, they they want to because they want to travel the world, or they want to because they want to quit their nine to five, or they want to start their business so they could just spend more time with their family and just not work as much as, a, you know, a regular 40-hour um, work week provides. Um, and so, when you use your values which is freedom in this example um and you overload your schedule what happens you're depleted you're not joyful you don't really feel successful because you you know you've just put your nose down and and over scheduled yourself and everything feels like super not free (laughs) not free at all and so coming back always to your core values and being able to schedule yourself, to plan, to take action in alignment with your core values. You know, another example um, is if you value your health, you know, like you said, this, this group of more (laughs) woo-woo-wee or whatever entrepreneurs like us, like we value our health. And so when we don't make time, for our health, for our wellness, for the practices that fill us up, that light us up. Again, you're gonna feel depleted and malnourished and um, stressed out and overwhelmed. And so really coming to like, just do the core core value exercise and um, get clear on how that coordinates with how you manage your time. That's usually one of the first steps that I do. Um, with my clients, and it's really powerful because it's so um, clear. You know, when you're not spending your time in alignment with with those values, it's it's really clear. Yeah,
0: and I find that once you do an exercise like that, it gives you kind of those grounding pillars. So, like you said, if your goal is to find more freedom, if you want, if you value your freedom, your time freedom, financial freedom, whatever it is. Then being able to look at your schedule, look at your time, and go, "Okay, am I feeling free with my time?" Because if not, then I need to course correct somewhere. Right? Yeah. And
1: like you said earlier, it's it's like one of those first red flags. But a lot of times we're just like, especially entrepreneurs who are so passionate and they want to grow this business out of love, out of um, a calling to serve and, and be of service to their clients. Um, it's really easy to forget about those, those core foundation pieces or pillars um, and forget about our values and not apply it to things such as our business or such as time. Um, so, yeah, always come back. Like, I, I do this exercise even for myself um, about quarterly. I have like a quarter kind of like every three months, I just like look at my schedule have my core values out next to me and and have you know where I don't want to spend my time where I do want to spend my time like all of those things and I just adjust every single three every three months I, I take a week off and that's like my adjusting slash like relaxing play you know hangout week and uh it's in my calendar for the whole year to do this and so I'm teaching people. And yet, you know, of course, like we talked about, like it's it's what we live as well. So it's really important to I and I saw this quote recently. I need to find out who said this. Um, is a quote that said, normalize renegotiating your priorities. And same goes with with values, right? So like normalize coming back and and remembering what are your priorities and what are your values. And uh, yeah, on a day to day basis, like when you have your Google Calendar or your to do list, like, and it has 10 things on it. You know, if your value is to be compassionate with yourself or self care or whatever you want to like mean that kind of like category of value, um, is that really being compassionate towards yourself? Is that really loving yourself? Is, is booking your entire day? Um, and that is a question that, you know, some people would say yes, some people would say no, some people would be like, I don't know. Um, and, you know, it comes back to who you are and what you believe in and what you associate with
0: with each value. I think that's why it's so important to have you be the center of it all. Right. Because, as you said, people's definition is going to change. Um, for instance, somebody might thrive off of having a really full calendar, but it's because they're doing all of those tasks or things that really light them up and make them feel good versus somebody who maybe has a day full of stuff that they don't want to do. And that could be so different, right? Depending on what your values are and how your energy works and how you like to work. So I think it sounds like getting really, really clear on your values and the definition of your values is helpful.
1: Yeah. And the actions associated with them, you know, sometimes we can just define things, but you know, it's like kind of like that quote, love is an action, um, not a noun. And same thing with, with our values. Like you, if you just sit and define them, like that's beautiful. It's like a, you know, journal prompt sort of like, meditation type space to like go inwards but then also like how do you live by those values like what do you do in your day-to-day life that is in alignment because when you don't spend your time in those values you're not going to feel good um so yeah it's it's really important to also get the actions that you associate with with each value
0: I know one of the hang-ups that a lot of my clients struggle with and I mean I've struggled with for years as well is just the the pressure or the culture of our society and how our society especially North America views time and right. views your success as being productive and working hard and hustling and all of that right like we wear busy like a badge of honor we Oh, I'm so busy. How are you? Oh, I'm so busy. Things are good. I'm so busy. That's kind of all of our conversations. And so when you start to make these more holistic shifts where you're like, actually, I'm scheduling rest time, or I'm logging off, or I'm setting clear values, and I'm setting clear boundaries on my time. It's hard when maybe you live with other people who aren't totally on board yet, or you have conversations with your parents or your grandparents, or even your friends who are still very much, you know, plugged into the societal way of looking at time. So do you have advice on how you can kind of recenter yourself or how you can kind of have those conversations with with your loved ones and your friends and family, but without getting like sucked back into the vortex? (laughs)
1: Yes, I love this question so much. So I'm actually reading a book right now because I'm an engineer. I love numbers and I'm reading a book. If you're if you don't like numbers, you don't need to read this. But it's it's an Italian physicist who has been studying quantum mechanics um, and time specifically. And so this book is basically with every single equation uh, by Uh, Einstein by Aristotle like all these different scientists philosophers in our in our society like he's basically proven in this book that I'm reading that time legitimately is not real and if it is real then uh it's like not like time was not standardized until the United States did so in 1883 and so just by that like that was not that long ago technically in the history of of our society of humankind and so i think you know just knowing those facts empowers me as a coach as a human to know that i can define time and likewise productivity on my own terms which is why that value exercise is so important like if you value freedom anything that any uh, action that you've associated with freedom Is technically productive? Is time well spent? And um, so, yeah, I would say, you know, when we talk to people, (laughs) I'm just, I have like a huge like rebellion streak in me. Like, I I just want to like tell everybody in my family and friends and things like, time isn't real. Stop (laughs) thinking about time. But like society runs on time. And so we really do have to find A middle ground, and so, like, you're like I just taught a digital calendar masterclass last night, actually, and so, in that masterclass, we talked about tangible, specific things that you can do with your digital calendar to create and hold your own meaning of time and productivity, and so, like, using tools that our society has given to us to hold your meaning of time and productivity is super important. I, cause I have that rebellion streak. Like I love being rebellious. And so I love um, not being a part of society in like some weird way. Um, So like when I have these, like I'm resting, like I, I, it feels good to me, but it didn't always feel this way. So I think, you know, it, it, it's that compassion and understanding that you are fighting against hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of like, I call it time oppression, right? Our society uses time as a tool to oppress us. Um, and so know that you are you were going to be bumping up against that every single time that, that you rest, every single time that you put your values at the center Um, Because your values probably don't coincide with our societies, or maybe even your family members or friends, Um, probably more so your family members and friends, because those are the people close to you. Um, But yeah, and I just love talking about this stuff. And so like, if, if that is of, you know, importance to you is, is to spend your time resting, like ask others to rest with you, because we all need to together the most support and accountability I've had in my life is to rest. And that's what I love helping my clients do the most, you know, um, my my therapist and I literally talk about taking time off to rest. And I've become a Netflix pro over the last year. So yeah,
0: that I'll, you know, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> I love that. It made me think of um like an article I read about a week ago in the fact that the earth's rotation has sped up in the past year. And so we might actually have to like knock a day out of the calendar instead of like adding one in, like we usually do for leap years. And so it really puts it into perspective of like, it's all just an equation that somebody made up, right? It's like, It's just this math equation that somebody has made up. And that's why we add in a leap year due to how, you know, how the earth is rotating, blah, blah, blah. But like to know that, oh, okay, that it's actually shifting. Like time is always shifting. And us as humans are putting these restraints on it to kind of correct it so that it fits in our framework. But like you said, it's really just like a figment of our imagination. It really doesn't exist in this like linear um box that we've put it in so I love the way that you thought about that that sometimes you know if you're feeling like oh my gosh this week has been so long or this month or I mean 2020 as a whole but then you look at you know the course of your life and how much time that actually is it's really nothing it's like this tiny little speck right and then if you believe you know in in your soul transitioning to other other places or or you've been in past lives before if you believe in that then it's like wow they re- like this time that I'm in right now is really really tiny in comparison to everything else so if I want to spend it like slaving away or being really stressed every night or then okay but that's really a waste of like this tiny little moment that I get
1: Right, yeah, and the other night I was watching About Time. I don't know if you've seen it with Richard yeah, McAdoo. I love that oh movie. Oh my
0: gosh,
1: <laughs> I was sobbing, sobbing, crying the other night. But it, it that's like a really sweet, cute movie. If you don't like rom coms, don't watch it because it's really rom y It's really amazing. But um, yeah, like he, it like it obviously like hits home for this conversation because his dad's secret for happiness. I'm spoiling it too now. Apologize. (laughs) But his dad's secret for happiness is to like go back and live the day again, but do so without worrying because we worry about the unknown. We worry about, you know, all these things in our lives. And when we do that, when we like when we relive our day, when he relives his day without the worry because he already knows what's going to happen, like it's a whole different day. It feels completely different, and so I'm not implying to never worry about anything because that's physically impossible. But it's just a really nice lesson of um, perspective, right? Is 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 huge when it comes to how we spend our time. Yeah, I love that. We I feel
0: like we could talk about that forever. You <laughs> and I. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but let's transition to some like tangible takeaways now as well. So I know that you prefer to have, have done lists instead of to do lists. So could you walk me through what that process looks like a little bit? Yeah, of
1: course. So when I was about, you know, two
0: years ago or
1: so when I was really, you know, in the thick of, of nose down grinding, trying to figure out what my business was going to be, my niche, like all of those things that everyone shouts at you from the interwebs, and I really like had kind of another sort of. It wasn't like a rock bottom or burnout, but it was it was a sort of like business breakdown of like, I, you know I don't know what I'm doing. I, I can't do all of this. And so what what came of that was an exercise that I now call have done list. And so my husband and I um, came up with this. This thing where I just write down what I've done that day. And so it's it's not just your big to- dos that you've crossed off. It's literally like what you've spent your time on. And so some days it would be Netflix for a couple hours and lunch and take a shower and like just like normal day stuff. But really what it does for our brains is actually visually tangibly see proof that this is where your time went. So usually, you know, before this, I would um, tell myself, I've done nothing today. You know, that's a normal quote. I've done nothing. I've done nothing today and like beat myself up. And so this have done list really started to help me see where my time tangibly went. And I do this every single day. And and so and wait, I'm going to go back. I don't do this every single day because I want to like, normalize that consistency in habits is not like you don't have to be perfect. I do this when I feel like it to be honest which ended up eventually turning into a, a daily habit. Um, but this have done list really what it does is, is motivates you, proves to your brain that you actually did something <laughs> that you know when it starts it, it creates like a snowball effect of like motivation and, and accountability with yourself and so it's a really beautiful uh, ritual that I have in my life where I have a paper planner. I, ha- I don't know if you know the Magic of I company. I have a Magic of I astrology planner that I'm obsessed with. And I use my Google calendar for the, the stuff that I'm doing in my business, um, which is I only work three days a week. And so I have a Google calendar for like three days a week. And then the whole rest of my calendar is pretty much blank for the most part. And then I have a paper planner where I just write down what I've done that day and spent my time on. So yeah, it's it's been a really powerful practice. And then an exercise that I'll also add is somewhat, you know, similar to what well, our conversation earlier, but you, if you are struggling ever with not feeling like you've done enough, you know, all of that pressure to do more, to never rest, never take time for you, um, Another pretty intense exercise actually that I did was write down every single thing that I could do from like washing my car to cleaning my house, like literally everything in my business, everything at my nine to five, like just like get everything out of my brain and then go watch Netflix. And I, it's like basically forcing myself to separate my worth from all of those things that I I could do or have to do or need to do. And so it's that, again, is like a really intense exercise of of choosing yourself. And maybe you have to work up to that, um, which I had to as well, you know, years ago. And so, yeah, I, I would say if you need, you know, tangible proof that you are amazing, you are an amazing human, you're beautiful, and you are worthy, you know, and separate yourself from the things that you need to do or want to do, that exercise will also be really helpful for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I like looking at it that way. I know I've done some gratitude journals in the past where it's like, what's the, what's the one thing or what's the three awesome things that happened today? So it's kind of like a take on that, right? Turn them into, okay, what did I actually do today? And how, did that make things awesome? How did that align with my values? And what it was making me think of is if you're feeling like you are doing a lot of stuff, because there's the two the two um, streets, right? There's the one street of people who are like, "Man, I feel like I am never doing anything. I'm not being productive, and you know, I'm procrastinating or I'm not getting things done in my business." Then, kind of how you explained it is super helpful to look at it and go, "Actually, look at all the stuff you have been doing, you know, for yourself and your business." And then there's kind of the other camp. Or the other side of the street where it's like the people who are like, I'm productive, I'm working all the time, I like I'm working 80 hours a week and I'm pushing, 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 but like nothing seems to be moving in my business. You could kind of be like writing out that have done list and going, okay, what are my priorities here? like what needs to go? What can I let go of that's not really moving my business forward or moving the needle forward? And where can I start to put back in more time for myself? So I think that exercise would be so helpful for either side, right?
1: Right. Yeah, totally. I love it. And, you know, just adding on the simplicity in my business, I teach three, like the magic power of three. And so, um, no more than three priorities at once. And you know, I, I do three months, three days a week. So like I have threes all over the place that's like my magic number. Um, and so if you're doing a lot of stuff and you have a lot of priorities and a lot of um you're in that camp of just going, going, going. Um, it I think you know, you know, it's really important to prove to yourself how much you are doing, because then that will help you rest. But then, like you said, simplifying is is usually the key. Saying no um, is usually the key. And, you know, time management is is nine times out of ten pruning than adding things. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if you had to leave the listeners with... Like one thing that you would love for them to take away from this episode, because there's so many amazing little nuggets in here. But if it's like, okay, I'm just catching this last quote, and I'm going to remember this for the rest of the week, what would you like to leave them with?
1: Yeah, the biggest thing that you can do for your time management is to work on compassion, specifically self-compassion. And so there's, like, tons of, of stuff out there in, in the world around self-compassion. But when you treat your time with self-compassion, that is the most beautiful thing that you can do. Celebrating yourself, reflecting on the things that you have done, um, acknowledging your work, your efforts, is one of the most motivating things and a lot of people for some reason think that it's going to like make them procrastinate or demotivated it's like I've I I personally have never worked with a client or met someone who I've talked with us about that has told me later that it, it ever made them less motivated it when you're more compassionate with yourself it really changes the way that you manage your time putting yourself at the center is is key.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything on this episode. If people want to connect with you or learn more about you, where can they go? Yeah. So
1: I have a, a website, the and I'm on Instagram as well. The holistic time coach.
0: And I know you have a, like a superpower quiz, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I love this
1: quiz. So um, my program is called Time Savvy Solarpreneur. So I work with solarpreneurs and small business owners who are looking to manage their time better, you know, time savvy, it's cute little word. But uh, so this quiz that I made kind of like corresponds with, with time savvy solarpreneur. So like if you were a time savvy solarpreneur, what would your superpower be? And there's four things. You can either like the four and the four superpowers that I, I've connected with the quiz is that you know you. So you, you know, you, you that's like the person that is really aware of who they are. They and they have trouble like planning and using time management techniques that actually work for them, right? So their kind of journey in, in time management is to put themselves at the center and figure out what techniques really do work for them and who they are. And the other three are you plan, you're a planner, you have passion and drive, and you take action. And I'm finding that the majority of us entrepreneurs are people who know themselves really well, but are struggling to um, find the time management techniques that
0: work for them. And so that is what um, I help my clients with. So I'll definitely make sure that the link to Becca's website and her quiz and her Instagram and everything are in the show notes. If you want to learn more about her or her programs, you can go there and connect with her. Beautiful. Thank you, Lexi. I appreciate this. Yeah, you're so welcome. I'm so glad we had you on the show and have a wonderful, very productive and a healthy, restful way. Rest of your day. (laughs) All right. Thanks.
1: Bye. you too.